Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. And everyone, welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and I am joined by my co-host with the co-most, Spencer Simpson. How do you do, everybody? We got a pretty light week for you, all things considered, mostly because of the news dump we got from the Hall H panel at San Diego last week. Yeah. Uh, but we do still have a couple trailers and some articles, and we, <laughs> and at the very end of the show, we will give Travis the mic, and he's just going to... It's, it's gonna He's going to drag Titans. He's going to drag it's gonna it. Lovely. It's going to be... Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and as you've heard, we have Travis Grossman on the air today. Howdy, howdy. Awesome. Uh, before we jump into slices of life and stuff like that, heads up to all of you guys in the Western PA area or just close enough to it that you're not opposed to the drive. Steel City Comic Con, August 9th through the 11th. Dubac Discussion is going to be there in full force. No longer is it just me, TJ, and Spencer roaming around the convention hall aimlessly in costumes sweating to death because of leather capes. That was specific to me. That said, Choices we are going to have... Huh? Choices <laughs> Sounds like a you problem, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to stop cosplaying characters who require long hair, facial scars, and heavy leather. And black clothing. Um, <laughs> that is all yeah black tunics and capes and long hair have all become uh staples of your repertoire <laughs> yes and banes of my existence all at the same time uh that said though uh we are going to be parked in artist alley uh from what i understand so we're going to be there we're going to be close to the celebrities come see us meet us take pictures uh donate to the charity we're going to be partnering with which I need to consult TJ on how exactly to say. It's the it's the kids' charity that we've talked about before on Dubac Discussion when TJ was still on that show. However, I'm never able to get the name out correctly. So I'm going to take a stab at it at the moment. But August 9th through the 11th, Steel City Con, Steel City Con, Steel City Con. We'll be Come there. Come see us. So you be there. Yeah. Yeah. TBD on Travis and Mike. Still trying to figure out if they're going to be able to make it. I most likely will not. There's like... The smallest chance on Saturday, if I want to blow all my PTO, we'll see. Yeah. So. We'll be there, man. Uh, yeah. And then Mike's going to try to be there for do-back discussion. Uh, I know if for you Hall of Heroes fans out there, if you can make it out there, Spencer and I, Saturday morning, it's probably just going to be you and me at the booth. Oh, we're going to be kicking it there. So, <laughs> if, you, if you want an autograph for some reason. Spencer <laughs> will sign your titties. More uh, children. No, no, or I will sign children, but not, <laughs> not titties. You draw the line at titties. I draw the line at uh, inappropriate exposés. I was listening Ash to. Cheeks. <laughs> if I can see, if I can see crack or cleavage, I'm not signing it. That's where I draw the line. Oh my gosh, that's great. 
Um, also, a good time to announce we're going to have all the details probably ironed out by next week so we can talk about it then. There is also all three days of Steel City Con going to be uh, photo shoots for cosplayers hosted by Dubac Discussion. They are going to be free. However, we are requesting donations. So please throw in two, three, five bucks to this children's hospital. And we're going to take a whole lot of pictures with a trusted photographer and cosplayer friend of both mine and Spencer's. Uh, and then all the pictures are going to go up on the Dubac Discussion Facebook page. So like and follow on the, all the Facebook stuff so you can find your pictures and share them around. It'll be a great time. Look forward to seeing any of you guys who can make it out. With that said, Spencer, slice of life. Uh, well, as I was just telling these fellas, not too much recently. I'm still just working. I am, however, getting ready for the uh, Bushy Run battle reenactment with my Highlander uh, reenactment group, the 42nd Royal Highlander Regiment of Foot Graham's Company. Look us up. We're pretty, Most impressive. We're pretty, pretty great. Uh, we've been told by many in the reenacting community <laughs> that we've got one of the best units in the game, but we don't need to be told that because we already know. Um, so, as my boy, uh, Albuquerque Bra, and next I've got. I was just telling these fellas before the show. I kind of impulse bought for relatively cheap um, on Etsy a PDF recreation of the Grail Diary from Last Crusade, which I've been scrolling through it. It looks really dope. Um, I just got a get some paper to print it on and then get some thread and, and bind it together in a leather book. But that'll be my project for the next couple of weeks. My cute little DIY recreation. Yeah. We got to get you a beard and boots or steel city. That's true. Realize. We keep forgetting to do that. But anywho, uh, I'll cut it there. Cause that's about all that is interesting in my you life said right Etsy now. Etsy in my mind went to like cosplay oh, right. stuff. And that, <laughs> that was this complete word association in my brain. And when Etsy, Etsy, you buy cosplay stuff on Etsy. Etsy cosplay, cosplay. Spencer's a cosplayer. Spencer, Spencer needs Spencer beard. needs a beard to cosplay Obi Wan Kenobi. And Spencer cosplay. Spencer also cosplay Superman now. And Superman wears boots. And Spencer needs Superman boots. That was the, yeah. <laughs> that was the, the stream of thought. And we still need to solve my midriff problem. But that that's be that's just too a hard. that's just, yeah, just that's a trip a Walmart to Walmart trip. for like a slinky blue. Sure. Slinky. Slinky. Yeah. <laughs> An actual slinky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Travis, how Last about you? What's new? Of well, I'm saving the juicy part of my week for the end of the show. And <laughs> I slammed out Titans in about two days, and that was a slog. How do you feel? I don't even, like... <laughs> For those of just, you at home, we could, the face Travis made, we could practically hear Fortunate Son playing in his head. <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. And then I got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I haven't had a chance to like really crack into. I've played through like the intro bit. It's pretty fun. The game was my childhood. And then the existence of the second game is like kind of what made this show exist. Quite <laughs> frankly, like you can chase all of this back to Marvel Ultimate Alliance the, too. The, the the pins on the board with the yarn. And, yeah, yeah. And there's one of those in the yeah. show notes. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, my brother's wedding reception was this weekend. So hey, that was a lot of fun. how was that? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So was yeah. he already married? Yeah. It. So they figured rather than draw it out any longer, they could just get married at the. Uh, courthouse because we have we are family friends with the judge 
I'm sure that will come in handy at some point in my life. Uh, <laughs> so they already got came in handy in his life. Exactly. Hey, August 31st of, for the Marvel <laughs> Trivia Bar Crawl. If you need out of... Uh, when we get screwed out of a wait, point and I lose no, my we'll, mind, we're going to we'll be in the wrong county. Tickets. <laughs> oh, shit. Never mind. I'll be on my best um, behavior. Yeah. Um, so they just figured, do all the planning for the reception. We'll just plan it in, like, far farther out. So that was on Saturday. Got to see a good bit of my family. It was a, it was yeah. a fun time. Groovy. Sounds like it. How about you, Jared? Uh, my week was fun. It was full of movie going, as it typically is. Uh, so, so for those of you at home, we are recording in reverse order this week because uh, Spencer has to hit the road. He won't be on do back discussion this week. Oops, so we're uh, sad. So we're churning through Hall of Heroes first, and then uh, Mike and maybe Connor, who I've not heard from today, will be on for do back. Uh, so I'm sad I might not get to have my movie discussion with Connor, but it'll come around. It'll come around. Uh, this past week I got to see the, uh, for lack of a better word, live action Lion King. Uh, very mixed opinions. Very mixed opinions. That's, that's what I've been hearing I, across the board. I liked it. I think the people who say that it is devoid of like the heart of the original are being a little too harsh. There is a lot of that emotion. Everybody turns in a great performance. Um, Billy Eichner as Timon and Seth Rogen as Pumbaa steal the fucking show. Like, even more than Nathan Lane did. Like, they're, like, breaking the fourth wall actively. And it is so funny. Like, after the montage of, like, Simba growing up during Hakuna Matata, Mm -hmm. um, as they're, like, running through the jungle, uh, Billy Eichner as Timon, he just looks at Simba. He's like, you know, it's weird. It's weird. From the beginning of that song to the end, you've changed a lot, and Pumbo and I look exactly the same. <laughs> um, there's a lot of that, and then whenever they're uh, whenever they go to attack um, Pride Rock and try to oust Scar, um, they <laughs> when they go to do oh in the animated movie, it's a, if you want a thick piece of juicy meat, hook ooga like the look at Luau saying. I know that whole thing by heart. <laughs> if you're looking for a hunk of fat and juicy meat, eat my buddy Pumbaa here because he is a treat. You're coming down and dying on a taste of swine. All you got to do is get in line. Are you aching for some bacon? He's a big pig. Yum yum. You can be a big pig too. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I needed Travis doing that in spoken word, no less. Thank Until you. You're welcome. Yeah. Snaps. Snaps all around. Well, they've you come back given, from the movie. You've just given me a brilliant idea. I'm going to go to a spoken word. I <laughs> <laughs> just do that. <laughs> I thought about, like, because there's got to be people that think of this kind of stuff besides us and have already yeah. tried it where you just, like, crash a spoken word party. Oh, yeah. And, like, start <clears throat> start bumping, you know, Amish Paradise in, like, a, in spoken word. You, you download a Slipknot song lyric. Uh, she <laughs> start saying that but uh, they wouldn't know the difference nope but um instead of the what you just did they have they have Timon sing the intro to be our guest and it's just as funny cause he like th- throws on the French accent he's like welcome madame Dude, and he does the whole yeah. thing like your dinner be uh, and then the hyenas dart after them and then they rode off. It was very, very funny. Um, that was great. I was choked up and crying as I knew I would during Childish Gambino and Beyonce singing 
Can You Feel I, the Love Tonight. I've been hooked on that song for like all, like two weeks. I, there it's, were tears in my popcorn. I was not well. Um, <laughs> there was that. However, a big, big no-no. And this movie lost many points with me. Be Prepared is 20 yep. seconds long. Yep. It's and a problem. I was furious. It's a problem. I was furious. For those of you at home, because I don't talk about Disney much on either of these shows. Well, Disney movies. <laughs> Most of sure what we talk about, about is technically Disney. I am a huge, 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 like Disney, Disney fan. Um, Be Prepared is one of my favorite Disney songs of all time and my absolute favorite villain song. And I was fucking offended by the fact that all of Be Prepared, for all intents and purposes, is just a spoken word of Scar yeah. going, be prepared! And then the hyena's yeah. yell back, be prepared! Be prepared! Be prepared! And then like, our teeth and our ambitions are bared! Be prepared! And that's all he, it's, it's, it's just a chant. Like, they don't even yep. do the song. Do they do, at least do the fucking duck step march? No! There's no Nazi hyenas. <sighs> I need my Nazi hyenas! <laughs> This is important. Um, other so, than that, yesterday, uh, much to Spencer and Joel's chagrin, since I showed up quite late to Joel's house last night, um, I got to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I am glad that I avoided all the trailers like The Plague, because trailers are, from what my brother and my dad said, were somewhat misleading. I won't say I want respect, but I quite enjoyed it. However... Tarantino is like, this is my ninth movie. I know everyone is going to come to see it, no matter what I do. And he just basically jerks himself off for two and a half hours. There is so much fluff. There is so much shit that does not need to be in the movie. But it is just Tarantino just, you like movies, I like movies, you like my movies. You're going to watch this whole fucking thing and talk about it for three months on Twitter. So, it was good, but it was also, I hate to say pretentious, but it was kind of pretentious. <laughs> but, I enjoyed it on the whole, and yeah, getting ready for Steel City Con and all the prep for that. So, with all of the slices of our lifeses out of the way. Slices of our lifeses. Eh, well, you know. <laughs> look, not everyone can be a winner, okay? <laughs> we are going to hop right in here. Uh, Travis, it's a DC Universe story. I'm going to pitch this one to you. That seems fair. Doom Patrol officially renewed for Season 2. We kind of got some of this last week. Um, Doom Patrol ended their first season of Weird Adventures and Decidedly Unusual Foes back in May with a satisfying conclusion to the team of misfit would-be heroes' quest to rescue the Chief from the nefarious Mr. Nobody. Uh, Now I know what the show's about. I haven't watched... I'm going to watch Doom Patrol now, because it's one of the only, like, relatively okay parts of Titans. Oh, I didn't um, know the Doom Patrol shows up in Titans. They have a whole episode. They do? Yeah. Um, It's like Beast Boys intro. Uh, you know, on episode four of 11. <laughs> what? Beast Boy. We, we won't get there. Oh my There's god. There's a lot to talk about, because it's a mess and a a bad show, but I understand how it happened. <laughs> like, like you can trace it back. <laughs> um, oh, man. But anyway, so we're getting a season two. Um, 
they talked about it at the DC Universe panel. Uh, got renewed thanks to HBO Max, which is launching in 2020 with the first season of Doom Patrol already loaded on, and then it'll be airing Doom Patrol uh, as it goes. Yeah. That, uh, this comes from comicbook.com. Pretty, I, I I'm guess... I'm sorry, one of the Facebook groups I'm in for the Undisclosed Project, I just read a comment that I almost threw up fucking reading. Okay. Wow. So, just from what you've shown me, it's... it's oh, God, I want you on that episode of Dubai. Hell yeah, I'll be there. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. I'm sorry uh, yeah. to interrupt. No, it's okay. okay. I'm excited, A, because Doom Patrol so far, I haven't, I haven't seen reviews for Swamp Thing, so I don't know how that's doing. Um... But Doom Patrol, like, of course, also Titans has an 80% on Metacritic. So, take that as you will. But yeah. Doom Patrol, from the episode on uh, Titans and the things I've seen, looks to be a fun time. I'm excited for a season two because, A, more fun, wacky shit, I'm about it. Yeah. But also, like, it just means that the surface isn't going anywhere and it's not crashing and burning, which was definitely what I thought would happen to DC Universe. Agreed. Announced it. Um, but yeah, looks like we're going strong. Minus Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's not going strong. No, but <laughs> Swamp Thing is, is on the ash is heap. DOA. DOA. <laughs> Which I'll probably also watch that. Thank you. That singular season. That. Yeah, that singular <laughs> ad. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, from what I understand, Swamp Thing is pretty, or Doom Patrol rather, has been critically critically uh, acclaimed and people are loving it also this is actually where they put cyborg in yeah so not in titans i i could live without him you don't want him to be We're, defiled like everybody else there i I'm, tr- I'm trying to hold back <laughs> once we get out of the story it'll be easier there's a lot <laughs> but um they already can't handle trying to manage four characters a fifth would have just thrown it yeah. Way over the... It's already over the cliff. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving right along, just a quickie story. Um, we don't necessarily need to dive all the way into the trailer, just because um, I saw it earlier. It's a pretty good trailer. It, I'm super excited for the Watchmen show on HBO. I'm looking forward to seeing the um, production design, the production quality of an HBO show bring Watchmen to life. I think that a show and a story that has so much to work with as Watchmen does is better suited for a TV show. Um, you know, you get little nods to Dr. Manhattan in here, obviously, but like the, the, the blow-ups and shit and the mannequins. Giant blue floating penis. Yes. <laughs> hopefully. That's the other thing. Is like, it's HBO, so they're like, titties and dicks everywhere. Because so, they can. Because they can. And... We're definitely gonna get a giant blue radiating dawn from Doc from uh, Doctor Manhattan. So yeah, there's a new trailer for Watchmen, which we accidentally skipped because there was so much Gosh. talk about from last week. I'm sorry we missed one trailer. <laughs> it's re- it looks really good though, and I I've never been much into. Stop. 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 What? <laughs> what the fuck is it? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me you guys heard that. Um, I'm going to find it. Um, <laughs> I've got to find is it. Is that... Are we... Is your house haunted? Where's the light switch? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to find you. 
found it. Yeah, that's him. I don't know why he did it. Why do you turn him on? <laughs> what the hell? This this uh, thing is total nightmare fuel. Let let Travis see its face. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so what we have here is a uh, cookie cop. Cookie cop. <laughs> it's a cookie jar that is shaped like a cop. <laughs> and you lift open his head, and inside his body you can put cookies. Uh, I think like it's a regular to... cop. Like a regular cop. <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing. I. Do you just, like, open it to trigger Yeah, the... that's what's supposed to happen. So I'm opening it now, and it's not doing anything. But when it was back there, untouched... Yeah. <laughs> if you're an evil spirit, throw something else across the room. Why the fuck did you say that? See, no evil spirits. We're fine. Yeah. Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast, well, where we have confirmed guy... the existence. I'm going to put this guy right here, in case he decides to... Uh... Real quick, can Say we pause and go else. back and make sure that that is audible in the <laughs> show's I, I'm, file? All right, we're going to be right back. So after further review, you can hear it in the <laughs> recording. So go back and listen for the cookie cop. Uh, like I said, I'm keeping him right here next to the mic in case he decides to talk to us some more or become demon-possessed or whatever. I've tried everything I can think of to make him talk, but... Anyway, it's so weird did you buy him a drink? <laughs> did you <laughs> well, here's the weird thing about Cookie Cop is that, like, it's not, there's also a couple of Kira's toys in here. That's why it's rattling around. Is that he has not been making the noise that he used to make. And for a very long time, we had to just retire him because Kira got freaked out by this shit. Yeah. She's like, there was like, one time where, like, off. we would lift it up slightly so he would make the noise. And then we were like, yeah, it's so funny. And we lifted it back. And Kira, like, Three years old was like, ah, you ripped his fucking head off. <laughs> so that's yeah. good. That's yeah. a good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> she's, not, she's unsettled by the decapitation of this. Well, anyway, I'm gonna put Cookie Cop right here. Uh, and uh, what were we talking about? The Watchmen trailer. Yeah, yeah. we were finishing yeah. up on the Watchmen trailer. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've not, I've never this been is now huge a Cookie Cop podcast into <laughs> Watchmen, but it's a really fascinating concept. This this really kind of crazy crazy world that they live in so yeah looking forward to that so i'm gonna take the next one because it's Please about do. our boy Please peter porker spider-man far from home is now a part of the billion dollar club hey the first spider-man movie to cross a billion dollars and it is the uh second movie uh to become part of the billion dollar club for sony uh just behind 2012 skyfall so yeah, um, how is this the only Spider-Man movie? How did Amazing Spider-Man two make more money than Spider Verse? We're that is a three-hour deep dive that we don't have time for. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about that. I mean, you know, Spider Verse had more to compete with, frankly. Um, yeah, it also I, has to do with what other movies with, are out at it, the time. It had to compete with just the wave of oh, whatever. It's a cartoon, and it's not the MCU. Yeah, because yeah. like, I don't like. That's I why I didn't go see it at first because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go see Bohemian Rhapsody because this looks like really cool. Spider Verse, eh? Yeah, could be great, but it also well, I mean, could stink. the the fair it was next to it had had to fight with Aquaman, it had to fight with Bohemian Rhapsody, it had to fight with Vice. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot. It's Oscar season. Granted, exactly. it won Oscar season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, best animated picture should have been nominated for best picture. Frankly, if you ask me, 
But yeah, uh, Far From Home, it's a billion dollar club. And I think this brings up another equally important conversation about um, Sony's deal with Marvel. Uh, it is reaching its... Uh, it's reaching its end. Contractual and, end. Yeah, contractual. Yeah. Uh, so I think at this rate, it is made very plain that Sony would be idiots to not re-up this contract with Marvel so that they can keep using Spider-Man properties. Because um, again, all of his money is going straight to Sony. You know? It, if they were bold, they would try to take it on their own. But also, especially with this last movie, it's so ingrained in the MCU, right? Exactly, like, yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. I It makes me happy that my favorite superhero, um, you know, I like Batman, but, you know, fuck me for liking Batman. Um, <laughs> Quick uh, side note. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. <laughs> we went to go pick up a pizza yesterday. It was me, Jared sitting shotgun, Joel in the back, and we pull up. And there's this guy who's like going up into the bar a couple years older than us, maybe, but not by much. And he just talked. His name is Nick something. He just He used to bully me in fucking elementary school. Did he? Yeah. And now he's. And he's like talking our ear off as we're trying to pick up a pizza from Domino's. He had a patch on his backpack that said Jedi versus Sith. And it was like a cross. It was a lightsaber cross with another lightsaber. And I won it just randomly because he would just be a fucking dick to me on the school bus. I didn't bring this up, obviously. Obviously. Because um, we just wanted to get out of there. But I remember seeing his backpack and out loud going, hey, that's a cool patch. And he went, shut the fuck up. And I was like, okay. Um, there we are. Yeah. And then dude's like, oh, they used to make fun of me for like Captain America. Bitch, you made fun of me for saying I liked your Star Wars patch. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. But, but he talked over your off for like, Eight five minutes. ten minutes yeah and i was i was you know i sat there patiently and then i shifted the car into reverse and we sat there patiently for a couple more minutes and then he said well anyway i'll let you guys i'll let you guys go i didn't mean to take up too much of your time but hey hey what's your favorite superhero <laughs> and, and you said i said spider-man and batman too batman's out there and he goes oh man i love spider-man and clearly he listened just long enough so that he could keep talking and then goes Man, I fucking hate people who like Batman. Uh, and I like grip Spencer's hand where I'm like, there's a pizza getting cold in the back, and I wanna have this argument, but, but I can't because I don't want Joe to have room temperature pizza. So that was a fun little side oh adventure we had last night. Yeah. <laughs> that the body on that one's not even cold. Um, but anywho, um big fans of Spider-Man Rejoice. Rejoice. The one B club, it. yeah, We've done it. Now On to the next. Let's make On let's the... make the Spider Verse sequel make this kind of money, please. please. Yeah, please. Oh god, because they deserve it. Because it was really a phenomenal movie, and I was an idiot for hesitating at first. Oh, did you get around? I thought, oh, yeah, I did. I did get to go see. it. I felt it. the same way though. Like, well, like I said, when I saw it in theaters, it was one of those like last minute. I had the day off. My friend Zach had the day off. Yeah, and we were like, oh, Spider Man movies out. Let's go. Let's go watch it, and just jaw dropped i couldn't speak afterwards i was so dumbfounded at how you, good it was did you see the credit scene with spider-man 2099 yes i did <laughs> i did so um next up on our list this is an article from collider pennyworth cast on getting the opportunity to shake up dc comics history 
uh, from executive producer and writer Bruno Heller and executive producer and director Danny Cannon. And based on the D, uh, DC characters created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, the 10-episode epics drama series Pennyworth follows Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne's butler, Alfred Pennyworth, played by Jack Bannon. As a former British SAS soldier in his 20s who... Fo- <laughs> it's a freaking cookie cop man special cameo <laughs> sorry everyone um in his 20s who forms a security company and goes to work for the young and yet unmarried thomas wayne it's still breathing Martha. yeah thomas <laughs> wayne <laughs> haven't been shot in an alley yet thomas wayne yeah so i will read through just a little bit of the interview Three stuff thomas wayne <laughs> So Collider asked, uh, this is an interesting show because we get to learn so much more about Alfred Pennyworth and Thomas Wayne, who are two characters that we think we know, but clearly we don't really know at all. No, you don't know at all. (laughs) Uh, Ben Aldridge, who plays uh, Thomas Wayne, replied, I think so, yeah. It's quite exciting to know that we're playing into the legend and the myth and then following some of these comics and that we're taking the fandom with us. But we're starting at an origin point, which means that Bruno, uh, who is the uh, producer and writer, Bruno Heller, uh, has a huge scope to create what he wants. And then us as actors within those roles as well. It's very exciting. And then Jack Bannon, who plays uh, Alfred, says, yeah, it's very exciting. We know that all these where all the characters end up which some of these people see as restrictive in the sense that they're like, oh, uh, why do I want to watch 10 hours when I already know what's going to end up? Uh, But then he continues to say, we might know where they end up, but we don't know how they got there. Uh, We're playing with history, as it were, as much as they are descendants of Jack the Ripper. It's also how these two men met and how they end up at that point. Um, So... Really cool stuff. It's and I always like origin stories. Yeah, like the the take. I was not super excited for Solo just because I knew that it was a big gamble and it was either going to be really good or just really terrible. Yeah. But once I was in the theater, I was like, man, this is great. I'm vibing. I yeah. like this. Um, but I'm Travis really, I and Jared, I was skeptical about Pennyworth because there was a part of me that was like, you know, this this got announced while Gotham was still on the air, and it felt cash grabby. Yeah. It felt not that any of this isn't a cash grab. It's anything it's all, we talk about on this show or the other one is a fucking cash, cash grab. grab. These companies and these studios know exactly what they're doing. It's just a matter of whether or not they respect us enough to put out something serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and watching Gotham, I just constantly had this like, Oh, you're just doing X character, but without Batman. You know, it was, oh, hey, Scarecrow's grand, Scarecrow's dad did the whole Scarecrow, Scarecrow thing before Jonathan Crane did. Um, and, you know, all this other stuff where it's basically, oh, such and such's dad was also this, and such and such's uncle, and shit like that. Right. And it was just kind of slowly sucking my soul out <laughs> watching Gotham for the first couple seasons. And I... It kind of let me down that it was like, oh, we're just we're just milking these names for what we can. And then they announced this show and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't need to see James Bond, Alfred Pennyworth. After seeing the first couple trailers, they won me over. Yeah. This feels like somebody sat down and went, 
what if we did what Alfred was up to when he met Thomas Wayne? This this feels a lot more organic and like of a labor of love than something like Gotham did. Yeah. And I'm excited for Pennyworth. Apparently it premiered last night. Yeah? I didn't watch it. Premiered, I, premiered? <laughs> like it was on TV last night? Or I, like there the, was a premiere? No, the article that I read yesterday, not the one we just read off of. but Because I had no idea the show was happening until yesterday. Um, and I saw something on my Twitter feed and I was like, it, it, it was something akin to like, oh, you didn't know Alfred was this badass? I'm like, first of all, Alfred is the most badass motherfucker even, of the Bat family. Even as the butler. Even as the butler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we I love badass Alfred. That's like, one of my favorite things from like modern, like the new 52. Yeah, it's, it's like Alfred with a fucking shotgun blasting people's face off. Second of all, how didn't I hear about this show? It's apparently <laughs> like, how didn't I know this was happening? You were listening to all the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it. Um, but apparently last night I was at work I didn't get to watch it Yeah, but I will totally if I can check out this first episode agreed super super interesting idea yeah as we say looking forward to it so be sure to at least give it a chance Um, and moving along we've got another article from comicbook.com Stubby take it away awesome so uh, I'm just going to read from the article and then we can get into the details from there. Deadpool and other Fox Marvel properties control given over to Kevin Feige. Uh, this was from last week, but again, these are just one of those stories that just got buried in the mix. Um, amidst rumors, uh, Fox Studios boss Emma Watts was leaving Fox slash Disney for a competing studio. It appears creative control over Deadpool and the entire library of X-Men characters has officially been given to Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige. In a new report by Deadline, it suggested that Watts had been planning to dip once creative control was handed over. That was, of course, until Fox exec, the Fox exec was giving oversight of James Cameron's Avatar franchise. Because of the Avatar concession, it appears all parties are happy with the current arrangement, something likely to excite most fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Since the Disney Fox merger officially closed earlier this spring, fans have been anxious to see the mutants join the MCU. At Marvel's massive Phase 4 slate dump at Comic-Con, no X-Men-based properties were announced, though Feige did tease the addition of both the Fantastic Four and mutants before too long. In an interview earlier this year, Feige himself admitted He was extremely excited to bring both the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to life in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, saying striving to bring them to up to a level that they deserve. Slight shade, slight shade. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) I'm extremely... I feel like that's the most hostile Kevin Feige is capable of being. Yeah, just like... (laughs) There's something so pleasant about that man. There's something so pleasant about him. And you know he means it too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, like, it's he, personal he to him. Yeah, he knows this that, is like these characters actually deserve a the, good portrayal. This is the guy that tried to help on Amazing Spider-Man too, not because like he wanted to get that deal going. This is like, no, guys, really, just get this fucking right. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> well, he was in. I don't know if you know like his origin story, Spencer, but he was like an exec producer on all of like the really early Marvel movies pre MCU. Like, he worked on the Raimi movies. He worked on, like, the first couple of uh, X-Men movies. He was there. And he kind of saw and, like, got an idea of, like, okay, this is how you do this right. And then saw your 
X Men: The Last Stands and mm. Spider Man Threes and shit like that, and went. And this is the opposite of doing it right. (laughs) This is this is beyond doing it wrong. This is completely dropping the ball and shitting on this franchise. Right. So he's been watching and learning for a very long time. So he like beyond just like what you said. He has he has a personal stake in getting this right. Uh, The truth is, I'm excited for all of them. I'm excited. It's not just the marquee names. You know, there are hundreds of names on those documents, on those agreements. Like he said at the Golden Globes. And the fact that Marvel is as close as we may have we may get now to having access to all of the characters is something I've been dreaming about for almost twenty years at Marvel, and it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, pretty much now that they now that Disney owns Fox, the only two really big points of contention are the Sony deal to have access to Spider Man, and um, Hulk. Hulk is still being owned by Universal, yeah. And that weird clusterfuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is really cool stuff. Uh, there's a handful of different characters that got handed over to Kevin Feige directly, including Deadpool. Which brings us to the picture I have in the show notes that Brian Reynolds posted on Instagram the other day. Uh, actually, I think I, I should have put the... Um, uh caption he put in there in that picture hold on let me pull his insta face up the caption reads spencer you have an instagram so you can read the caption as well uh so it's uh, for those of you at home who aren't aware of like how the deadpool movie happened um there was test footage made by um the director tim miller and ryan reynolds voicing over it and there was test footage that was basically shown to Fox. Fox said, this will never make any money. And they locked it away in a vault. Ryan Reynolds, around the time of San Diego Comic-Con, leaks out this test footage. And it blows up the internet. Well, this happened five years ago, uh, exactly a day ago. So it's a cork board with pictures of all kinds of different people. We got Hugh Jackman on here. We got Betty White on here. We got Blind Al. We got the Deadpool creator, uh, Rob Liefeld. All kinds of stuff. You guys can look at the post yourselves. But the caption reads, Investigation heading into year five. Or then at the top of the cork board it said, Who leaked? So trying to figure out who actually leaked um, the Deadpool test footage. Investigation heading into year five, or as I call it, phase five. The point is, I love conspiracy yarn. Hashtag leakiversary. Which, my favorite part about this whole post is Gal Gadot commenting, I say it's Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Gal. We needed that. So, is this... uh, I... The term phase, knowing when you're talking about a Marvel property, you need to be careful with that. Yeah. And. Oh, he knows what's up. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows. He, so, he, knows he so often deliberately pokes the bear, though, because it's both in his character and in Deadpool's. Yes. I'm not at all surprised. So nothing official. You know, this isn't, you know, Hall of Heroes exclusive. Uh, Ryan Reynolds confirms Deadpool oh, no. movie for phase five. We wish, but. 
Kathleen Kennedy fired again. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy has been fired because once um, again, because Deadpool is like the top. third time this week. Uh, <laughs> just love that being the running joke between these I, two shows is finding ways to fire Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. I was having fun with it this week. I'm not gonna lie. What was it? Just like thinking of random stuff, like something, something. Kathleen Kennedy fired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really hope this is true, uh, going into phase five. I think phase five would be a really cool time because we do have Blade, which I'm not, is that supposed to be a movie or a TV show? Because I hear so, everybody talking about it like it's confirmed to be a movie. I didn't so think that it was a movie. I don't think any nothing got confirmed, but, uh, and some, one of my coworkers and I were talking about this, you don't get an actor like, uh... I, I Mahershala. Mahershala. I can't say it without Mahershala it. Ali. Ali. Yeah. I can't read. I can't say it right without reading it. Yeah. Mahershala Ali. You don't get someone like him unless it's a movie. Like the bill for him on a TV show. I don't know, man. I just. I think I, Blade works better as a TV show. I think you're right, but I think we're getting a movie. And I think I I would want a TV show. He does TV still though. He was on fucking True Detective. He was on Luke Cage. Like I don't think. Fair enough. I, you know, I like I, that's my thing is like he's still a TV actor, and we're not in the era. But he where, also like, wasn't in all of Luke Cage. He also wasn't in all of Luke Cage, but he was in it. Part of he was one half of the True Detectives of True Detective. So, you know, and also TV is is no longer the step down from film that it used to be either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, an argument can be made that like getting a TV yeah. gig is more prestigious than getting a film. Depends gig. on with who and. You know, yeah, of course, that, yes, yes, yes. But all that stuff. I'm just laughing because you say that, but we're also talking about Titans later. And <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so well, much for Step Up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but when you get into like, for the most part, your Netflixes and HBOs oh, and yeah, Stars and Encore, like an AMC and stuff like that, like there's a lot of prestige TV coming out of those. So I don't know. I hope it's a TV show, but having Blade and Deadpool both in Phase Five. And having uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a phase before that, we're getting into some dark stuff with the MCU, and that makes me happy. Like I like that there's we're gonna get into the darker side of Marvel. So, yeah, I also hope as a um, admitted sword porn addict to <laughs> see a duel between Blade and Deadpool. I think that would be really funny if if Blade is written anything like what the Wesley Snipes version was. By the way, did you see Wesley Snipes throwing a fit on Instagram? I heard about it. I didn't look. Oh, he was like... Uh, he posted a clip from Blade and basically was like, you idiots for no reason. Kyrie me to play this character again. Oh, oh, Wesley. I know. I was so disappointed in him. I was hoping he was going to like excitedly be like, yo, congratulations, Mahershala Ali. Like, this is such a fun character to play. He just posted this clip from the, the first movie. Some mother... Hold on. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up here. The... Yeah, he just had like the some motherfuckers are always trying to uh, ice skate uphill. And then his caption said, message from the Daywalker. Hey, MCU. Haven't we been down this road before? Uh, yeah, some motherfucker's always trying to upskate uphill. Ha 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 ha. Hashtag daywalker click. 
I, like, I don't, I hate shit like that. Like, just, it's just, she seems so petty. Exactly. Like, dude, you're better than this. Like, I know you need this money because of the amount of times that you've, like, you know, tried to fuck over the IRS and got bit for it, but the story for a different day. Huh. Um, I, I would like to hope, I would like to see Wesley Snipes show up in it. You know, he doesn't have to play Blade. Um, I think it'd be cool if he played Whistler. You know, I, I, I would just like to see Blade come back, but that's whatever. Moving uh, right along here. What is our next story? I forget now. It is Black Widow. Ah, yes. Uh, which one of you guys are up? Travis! Oh, boy. I'm about to say your name. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because I, I like, if we're going to keep any kind of symmetry, do we have another story between... Actually, no, you take this one because he's going to have the Titans. Alrighty then. So this is from Collider. Uh, Florence Pugh on being surprised by the Black Widow movie script. There was there's a video in the in the uh, article that I watched and some of the interesting questions that I'll get to in a second. But last weekend at San Diego Comic Con, Marvel finally revealed the first footage for the Black Pan Black Panther, the Black Widow movie. Um, and shortly afterward at the Hall H panel, the cast did some interviews. And uh, the writer, who is Steve Frosty Weintraub, he managed to get a hold of Florence and ask her a couple questions. And in the interview, he asked her some questions like, um, you know, with the writers and producers are trying to always, it's like toffee, you know, or, or not toffee, it's like taffy. You know, they try to pull it in as many directions as they can because yeah. the more you pull it, it seems like the better it gets. And, you know, how do you think that it it pulls in a different direction but remains faithful to and, – and that's basically what she said. They're like, yeah, there's, some, there, there's a little bit of, you know, some darker elements to it that are – that, you know, satisfy a very particular itch for the Black Widow character. But also it's a lot of the um, Natasha that we still know and that we've gotten to know over the last three phases of Marvel movies. And I um, can't remember the other question that he asked her, but she was, she was surprised um, by the depth of the script itself and how willing it is to dive into the deeper issues of the Black Widow character. Yeah. And that was very encouraging. Um, hearing her take on it, being on the inside, uh, very encouraging. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Um, you know, like I said before, it's kind of, I don't want to say disappointing. Because, um, like, I, you know, like you get a give or take. Like, if you get, like, assassin, still kind of a horrible person, Black Widow, you get to see more of her as that person. But we also don't get to indulge ourselves in the um, Natasha we know come Infinity War and Endgame and vice versa. That said, I... You know, it's kind of the same way where, like, you can appreciate, despite their flaws, you can appreciate Darth Vader a little bit more after the prequels. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you can see, like, oh, like, you used to be a person. Or even more so with the Clone Wars. Like, when you watch that and then you see, like, what happens to Anakin Skywalker, you're like, oh, shit. Like, you you could have done a lot more yeah. than what you ended up doing. Um same kind of thing here I think we're going to get with Natasha, only kind of the reverse of that, where we get to see her at her worst become the 
um, fa- the her, so very family first with her adopted yeah. family of the Avengers, and so um, fiercely loyal to them. So, Travis, uh, Black Widow thoughts before we Co- copies uh, Jared's comment paste <laughs> i mean Retweet. yeah it, we, you get hints at her like coming to terms with who she is and what she's done over the course of the mcu but they never have the time because it's never a black widow movie to like dive deep into that character arc and then at the end you realize that she's made this transition into having this family and mm-hmm. you've like you look back and you're like yeah i've seen the moments yeah right? you, like her in exchange with Banner about, like, is she a monster, is she not, yeah. you yeah. know, um, things like that. And, like, her discussions with Steve about the things she's done for S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of that, we get to see that kind of more fleshed out in this movie, is what it yeah. sounds like. I wonder, do you think we're going to get, like, a maybe a cameo from Bucky? I never thought of that until now. They do... Hmm? They have had an encounter before. Yeah, because she said so. that she shot. She, he shot, she her. shot her. Yeah, maybe that whole you know that'd be kind of a time cool throwback bikini or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bye bye bikini. Bye bye bikini. Yeah. But yeah, with Natasha being one of the more dynamic characters in yeah. the Avengers circle, I want to dig deeper into the what was. You know, we've gotten to enjoy the what is, is now. Yeah. Let's let's see more of the where she came from. Yeah. Which is why I'm super excited. With that, to uh I'm gonna steal... go I'm gonna turn the microphone That's in fair. Travis's direction. Oh so you guys get all of this. <sighs> where to to steal the namesake of another show in the network, we're gonna jump down the rabbit hole with Travis about Titans. <laughs> where take a bathroom break <laughs> <laughs> where do i begin Spencer, can you grab me a drink while you're up yeah what do you want Nah, your your choice go to the bathroom make it two please he's gonna need a diet wait, code red waiter i'll have two, two root beers please man um so i can start with this mess of a conjoined together plot over several <laughs> rescripts what I assume are several rescripts, I should say. Or I could start at the characters or lack thereof. Take your pick. <laughs> um, let's start with uh, the script. So this show, <laughs> from what I understand, began as a show not of the Teen Titans, but of Dick Grayson transitioning from Robin to Nightwing. Yes. That is how... This show began. There was supposed to be a Nightwing TV show on TNT. And that slowly it got morphed into a Titan show that would still serve the same transition, but be centered around the Titans. I will say Teen Titans most likely a couple times during this, and it's fine, just that most of them aren't teenagers. You know, cause this just defeats the purpose of the fucking name, but you know, who cares? It's why, they, the, it's why the show is called Titans, guys. Jeez. Um, so, I think we have a Mike Dolan. Oh, we have a Mike Dolan. Just, just come in, Mike. Just come in. You're, you're just in time to hear me rant about Titans. Oh. I need this. 
Ugh, where'd Spencer go? He's in the bathroom. He's talking about Titans. Yeah, we okay. have a live mic right now. Oh, you yeah, do? We're, we're, yeah. We're just I just going. realized that you may not have realized what we were saying. He's talking about Titans currently. Yeah. Oh. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Um, like I said, we're doing the show backwards this time around, so Mike's is getting here now. Sure. So you can. Dick is the central character in terms of. Attempted character development. I say attempted, notably. <laughs> Big asterisk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell they... Because Robin is generally the leader of the Teen Titans in most iterations. They wanted to make Dick the leader here. They wanted him to have a full character arc. He's just coming off of a bad breakup with Bruce. And... And, of course, the story started as a Nightwing show. show. Yeah. So... That's our basis... We got orange nope. vanilla Coke. Boy, I'm sorry, but can you go get me a Diet Code Red? I love yeah. you a long time. You oh, want boy. one of these? I'll take one of these. Any other special orders? Uh, no. Uh, you want it served in a, in a glass? <laughs> That's quite all right. Thank you. <laughs> love you a long time. Um, so okay, Mike. So, <laughs> so Stop. Super so with that with that framework, it it would be really easy to write a show where Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing and his character arc. He even opened it for me. What a gem! Go the extra mile. So Spencer, in case you didn't hear, um, the show started as a Nightwing show. Yes, it was I did overhear that. Yeah, right. So it's Robin going to Nightwing, and the transition to Titans seems easy because it's he. He feels broken. He meets these other broken people. They He becomes fixed and is now able to lead them as Nightwing. And that seems really easy. Doesn't that sound really easy? How did they fuck this up? Every episode, almost every episode, because one is de- devoted to Hawk and Dove, one and a half, um, is devoted to some form of the cycle that Dick is really angry and aggressive, and takes that out as Robin, but doesn't like that he takes it out as Robin and wants to quit. And then he eventually kicks the living shit like near death out of at least five or six people and then goes, I don't want to do that ever again. But then by the next episode, none of that matter and he does it again. <laughs> so there's never a point where he actually progresses in this idea. They try to show it. At one point, he burns the Robin costume. Oh. Yeah, he... After exploding a building with people in it, we're not going to talk about it. What? <laughs> not going to talk about it. I kind of I kind of said plot, and now we're getting into characters. Okay, I just so, want to say one thing. I remember when the trailer first came out, and there was a scene where he fights the thugs, and there's the infamous now, fuck Batman. I want to talk in depth about that scene. Well, I remember everyone lost their minds because it looked like Dick jumps down, breaks a dude's neck, and then just starts shooting people in the face. And the internet exploded with, holy shit, why is Robin just a straight-up sociopath right now? And then the creator said, no, he didn't break the guy's neck, he punched him really hard, we tried to make it look brutal, but we didn't realize it looked like he killed the guy. And also... When you see the scene in its entirety, he shoots above their heads to scare them and then moves in and just boom, 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 boom. 
And I was like, okay, so maybe Robin isn't a total fucking psycho. He blew up a fucking building with people in it? Assumedly, like, they've been fighting people in this asylum. It's not Arkham. In this asylum. Uh, who are still, presumably, unconscious through the building. Like, they don't take them out. It's, you see, there's, like, a gas leak, and he looks at, uh, Corey, or Starfire, and is like, hey, do you still have enough juice to light a spark? And then they're outside, the building has exploded, and he's burning the Robin costume. What? Outside. So, yeah. Jesus. Wow! That's a lot. So that's... And that's supposed to be his I quit being Robin. Except the next episode, we see that he very much so has not... He's not able to quit being Robin. Because the show requires him to be Robin. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know. Uh, Alright. Can I... So, really quick. No, no, I'm going to save this for later. Because that's a whole different discussion. So, the other key issue is that we have this story that wants to center around Dick Grayson. And around his change into a fully functioning adult that isn't Bruce Wayne. The plot device to do this is Trigon. They tried to put Trigon in this fucking show? They did put Trigon in this fucking <laughs> show. Not like big, giant red Trigon. Like he's in a human form for all 30 oh. seconds you see oh, him. Oh, okay. He's like Mephisto and... Yeah. I mean, Trigon and Mephisto are essentially the same character almost, but... So, you do like the, what they did with like in the Ghost Rider movie, where like he's just in human form the whole time. Yeah, and okay. like I'm, th- I'm not gonna bash them for not trying to do full. No, full out. No, 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 totally understandable. But they like, couldn't afford to make Beast Boy turn into anything else other than a tiger. So, you know, that's ambitious though to try to put Trigon on a TV show. Period. Here's the problem with that: a, it means that the plot can no longer center around Robin because it has to center around Raven. Because it's a Trigon story. Who I'm going to refer to as Rachel specifically. Because it's easier to differentiate between comic and, you know, old animated series Raven and Rachel. This Titans version. Because they are not the same person. And I don't have a, I don't have a problem with the, she's not comic accurate so it's bad. That's not the issue. The issue is you're doing a story that requires Raven to know of her past, understand her powers... Know who her father is and what she is, and know that she's the only one that can stop that. This, Rachel does not know who or what she is, know who her father is, know what her powers are or how they work, and there's nobody around to teach her that. So the entire show, they just can make it up as they go. Granted, they get a couple of them right. She can heal people with touch, uh, and she can feel others' emotions. Yeah. But her empath, like, the Azrath Mentrioth Zintho shit, she does. None of that makes any sense. There's no incantations. It's like this weird black sludge that comes out of her mouth, and she is, like, T-posing <laughs> to show <laughs> dominance while it's doing all the work because she can't control it. <laughs> Not to mention that this girl is, like, 16 and accidentally murdering people. And in some scenes, reacting appropriately, where she's freaked the fuck out and doesn't know what to do. And in other scenes, immediately following that, smiling and laughing and flirting with Gar, playing pinball. 
Uh, so whiplash. Yeah, you can have complex characters that feel more than one emotion. But she's sixteen and killing people and not trying to. That's a lot. There's a difference between complex emotional reactions and just absolute inconsistency. So when you have this inconsistent 16-year-old girl who's supposed to be driving the plot but physically can't because she doesn't know that she's the plot, (laughs) you end up in this terrible loop of things need to happen to Raven to progress the plot so that Dick can progress as a character so that he can help Raven, who's progressing the plot. But in this loop, the plot gets left out and nothing actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like This is consistent with a lot of the criticisms I've heard about Titans. We, we start the show with Dick angry, not knowing how to progress from his time with Bruce and Raven, Rachel, very confused about who she is and what she can do and what she's meant to do. Does she get called Raven in the show? No, never once. She -hmm. never gets called Raven. Uh, Gar never gets called Beast Boy. And Corey only gets name-dropped as Starfire once by happenstance. Because... That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's... The biggest what-the-fuck, beyond everything I've just said... They never call themselves the Titans. They're never the Titans. They're together for one and a half fights. By episode eight. Or no, I'm sorry, seven. And then you know, like, by the end of episode seven, this is right after they've blown up the asylum. Uh They are together, living in a tower. Granted, it's in Chicago, not Jump City, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. They're living, they're together, living in a tower, and they might finally be working as a team. And you know what happens? Dick fucking bails to go figure out, like, soul-searching. Okay. That's... After having his big revelation of, I need to stop being Robin, he's like, no, I gotta go talk to Donna Troy, because she's gonna help me. Like, no, you found your help! Mm. You fucking idiot! Okay, I hate need to ask, because I saw a bunch of trailers for this. I don't know if this is a tease for the second season, or if this is all in the first season. What is up with this confrontation between Dick and Bruce? Oh, okay. Because this is like this is like the one thing that almost got me in. Is I'm like, oh wait, we're gonna have Robin versus Batman. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> so first of all, they cut the season finale. This season of Titans ends on the penultimate episode. Which is when you saw my... I tweeted at when I finished the series. These bold motherfuckers are ending this show, this god-awful show, on a cliffhanger. While typing that tweet, they also put an end credit scene on this episode that isn't the finale episode. Showing Superboy and wait for it... Crypto, the fucking super dog. No way! You're <laughs> fucking kidding! No, it's real. You Wait, can... this show that is so go- is going so far out of its way to be ultra gritty, ultra violent is showing crypto has the crypto the super dog. This is Gotham all over again. This is Gotham all over again. It's like oh, gritty, dark. It's a detective thriller that just happens to take place in Gotham City where. Fucking Jim Gordon's trying to figure out the Wayne murder, but also here's a guy who kills people with fucking balloons. 
Same movie. Fuck Batman. When you, I'm gonna burn my costume. When, also, hi, Crypto. Fucking seriously? When all of the a lot of the positive reviews How? of this show that I've seen whomst whomst have bolstered that this show is setting up a greater universe to be part of and i'm like yeah that's cool and good but it's not cool and good because you're not actually showing what you're advertising to me i can't do a show about four individuals that need each other to be a family to find each other as a whole what i got was four people that ha- by happenstance end up together things happen to them and then no resolution on any plot line at all. <laughs> my, my, the, the worst, in my opinion, and not like worse than like, oh, Batman and Superman or the Supergirl, or Batman and Robin and like the like, Supergirl movie and shit like that, or Superman 4. The worst comic book movies recently suffer because they attempt to be a trailer for something else. Yep. And that's what this is. That's what this did. It's, like Amazing Spider-Man Two, Iron Man Two. Those movies suffered because they tried to just aimlessly set up other things. Fucking Superboy and Crypto. So like, did the oh. did the episode with Dick confronting Bruce just never happen? No, that's the episode they end on. Okay. So what that episode is? So the episode before. Well, that explains why he's never wearing his costume because he's fucking burnt it. Yeah. Um, in the trailers that I saw, at least. So, to lead into this, I want to talk about the biggest nonsense of the plot, which is they, this group of what I what I assume because they never outwardly say it, of Trigon supporters are trying to kidnap Rachel, so that she can bring Trigon through to their realm, so that he can cleanse the Earth, quote unquote. Um. Through that, they find the guy who's kind of in charge, not really, because someone puts a hit out on him once he's discovered, so he's not in charge. Discloses to Rachel that they have her real birth mother held up in this asylum, where they've been um, reworking people's brains so they can be part of the nuclear family. Uh Uh-huh. They go to the asylum, they free Rachel's mother, they blow up the asylum. I'm going to keep bringing that up. (laughs) <laughs> because I want you to remember that Dick Grayson killed a building full of people but also in the show reminds of Star- innocent fucking or not innocent but like of a, a fucking building full of mental patients and then has the gall to tell people not to kill him in this fucking show um didn't you say something about him like he he like before leaving stabbing someone but, with a so he leaves glass first bottle con- yeah confront the, he goes to confront this guy on his way out they have ca- they have captured the nuclear family they've beaten them that's the one real fight you get of the titans um and he leaves and he tells uh Corey aka Starfire no killing and she's like okay whatever then leaves he gets to the place with the the guy that's going to tell them about the asylum and he's like oh it's too late they've put a hit out on me because you found me and they're going to be here and kill us. And immediately, the first thing he does, as soon as he gets within arm's reach of somebody, is takes a bottle, shatters it, stabs the guy five or six times, drops him, and then continues on. Like, but he doesn't kill people. (laughs) And we'll get again to that with the fuck Batman scene, because that's a whole other can of worms. But so, they get to this asylum, they free her birth mother, they go back to the tower, um... 
she offers to have them live at her house in Ohio because technically the, the tower they're in is a Wayne safe house that they shouldn't really be in. And everyone but Dick says yes. Dick goes off to find uh, Wonder Girl, who he's worked with in the past, to help him kind of give up being a caped crusader because she's given up being Wonder Girl. They go to their house in Ohio. Shenanigans. Um, they Donna realizes that Starfire is Starfire and not some random woman. With, she has amnesia the whole show. That's why she doesn't know she's an alien. Seriously? Yes. She doesn't know why her powers exist. She just kind of like can feel that how they work. Isn't kind of the point of the Titans is that they all kind of come preloaded as characters. You'd think that, wouldn't you? And like you've already taken away, you've already created a situation where you have to build Raven from the ground up. And now, you now have- you like. I understand a character being like somewhat of a blank slate to build off of. But that is really difficult with an ensemble show like this. And you do it with all of them. To do it with all of them. And not it be like, this is who they are, this is who yeah. they are. Especially when you and try to... show the growth from point A. And when you try to play this off as like some big twist, like, oh, it's a huge twist that Corey is st- like an alien. It's a big twist that Raven is half demon and her father is literal fucking Satan. But the thing is, when you're putting in all of these references to like, you know, the the Holy Trinity exists. Yeah. Right? Like, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they exist and have been working together in this universe. And we were explicitly told that. Hawk and Dove are out doing things. And they're the best part of this show. Um, you have all of these references. Superboy and Crypto, for God's sake. But you're expecting me to be surprised <laughs> by Corey being from Tamaron. Or Raven being a demon, which are core character, like that's their character. It's who they are. If you told me to like to explain Starfire and Raven as characters, Bumble, like I would probably alien. start with the words alien and demon for them, respectively. Yes. Those shouldn't be twists. I should be allowed. You should give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm coming in knowing that. So, especially when the show is on. The DC DC Universe. Universe. To be fair, outside of the US, it's on Netflix. I know. So. But still, still, you know what you're getting into. Marvel had the... Had the wherewithal to go, I think they can follow Blind Lawyer, who's a ninja. And just start him as Blind Lawyer, who's a ninja. Yes. And show flashbacks. Oh, I don't understand the... So decisions that were made here. Donna and uh, Dick <coughs> realize that Corey's an alien. Uh, through her healing powers, they re- Raven restores uh, Starfire's memories, and turns out she's there to kill Rachel because if Rachel lets Trigon out, Trigon will first eat Earth and then eat Tamaron, along with a bunch of other planets. Not eat literally, but you know, like decimate yeah. the planet. So she's there to not. Because she got exiled from her planet, but because she's there. Starfire is there to assassinate Raven. Yes. Rachel. What the fuck? And doesn't know until she... And then she kind of has her memories awoken. Tries to... Like, literally in that moment, she goes, Oh, cool. 
Vice grips her by the throat and starts burning her. <laughs> nice! Um, right when Dick and Donna show up, they hit her over the head, and now everything's kind of coming back together. So she's like, wait, no, I like this person. I can't kill her. And she runs off to find her ship. And Dick and Donna follow. You know, the the classic deus ex machina of, yeah. I don't remember, let me hit you in the head right. hard enough yeah. to make the plot a, a progress. So they, they go and find out that's why Starfire is there in the first place. And also that, surprise, her mom is also a Trigon worshiper. She only fucked him. So... <laughs> You know, <laughs> which then you when you think about it for a logical second, they had her birth mother gave her up to an adoptive mother, even though she wants Trigon to be free. She's been held in this asylum by Trigon worshippers, even though she wants Trigon to be free. Yeah. So why the fuck did they have to free her? Why'd she ever give Raven up? Why is this a show? Why isn't Trigon just eating the earth right now? <laughs> I'm so, so to get confusion. back, so to get to your actual question, when once they realize this, they head back. Although they're too late, she's already tricked Rachel into letting Trigon out by poisoning Gar, and she can't heal Gar. So they, she releases Trigon so that Trigon can heal Gar, which he does. Uh, Dick runs in, and you don't see it till the end, but he's kind of in this coma state from Trigon living like working through his own issues. And it's a flash flash forward in quotes. He's married Dove, Don, uh, not, because it's not Hank and Donnie, it's Hank and Don, they're a couple. Um, Donnie's there, just in the, Hank and Dove is its own discussion because I actually like him. Uh, so, well, yeah, and they've also, because Dick fucks. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's not a surprise to me at all. He's yeah. too handsome not to. That's just kind of a character thing for Dick normally. So yeah. Dick and Don um, are married. They have a kid. They have a kid on the way. What? This is, again, in his mind. This is Oh, okay. Yeah, this isn't real. Uh, Jason shows up in... Jason Todd shows up in a wheelchair, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed because he's a little cock munch. They, they, to be fair, he has done really well. Because he's a little cock munch. Um, <laughs> but he shows up in this wheelchair and is like, yeah, um, Riddler shot me in the spine. Um, what was Riddler shot him in the spine. Riddler shot me in the spine. Alfred's Alfred died of old age and Joker just killed Gordon and now Bruce is going to snap. Oh, I really wish they said he had McGregor syndrome. I really wish they would have leaned into that. They they all they say is Alfred is dead. They don't say why. I assumed it was just he died of old age. It's, it was McGregor's. It was definitely McGregor's. That's like the fictional disease that like everybody gets in the DC universe when they need to do someone is sick, um, <laughs> including in Batman and Robin. That's what Alfred gets. I remember him getting sick, yeah, but and... I didn't remember it was McGregor's. Yeah, it was <laughs> McGregor's syndrome. So uh, after not a lot of contemplation, Dick is like, okay, I'm going to go to Gotham and talk Bruce down from killing the Joker. So he goes to Gotham, doesn't make. Oh, this time. is so antithetical to fucking everything. <laughs> it just everything about this is so bad. So he gets to Gotham, can't find Bruce somehow. No, I, I guess not somehow, but somehow. 
um, only realizes where he is because he hears the police radio call that they found the Joker's body thrown off a building. He gives them some clues that, like, this was definitely Batman that did this, but not he doesn't tell them who he is. Then he goes to uh, Wayne Manor to talk. No, he goes to Wayne Manor to talk Bruce down because Joker lived and he's in the ICU. He survived the fall. He goes in later. Because it's the fucking Joker. <laughs> he goes into the ICU. Well, the, he talks to Corey because Corey's now an FBI agent in this fictional world of his, in his mind. Um, Wait, do we see the Joker? Not, like, so you never really see his face. You see him, like, turned over on a car, and then you see him with a big breathing tube on because he's in the ICU and yeah. basically dead. And then dead because Bruce breaks into the hospital room and kills him. <laughs> You also never get a full shot of Bruce, like, full frontal Batman. You get... Full frontal Batman! Batman. <laughs> because they knew how bad the fucking suit looked. Also, there are points when he's fighting, because it's a lot of quick cuts, so you don't get a good look yeah, at the suit. Yeah, this is a poorly edited piece of shit, I'm sure. But it, it looks like his uh, cape... You know how, like, the, the popped collar look that, like, Damien's suit has and yeah. some other suits have had? It looks like it's supposed to be that, but when you pause it, you realize it's like that when they sewed the cape on, they put some slack in instead of just doing it at the top of the cape, and then they never cut the slack off. So, <laughs> so there's like cape coming out of the cowl, basically. Basically, yeah. Uh, wow, how much? What was the fucking budget for Titans? I have no idea. They apparently. couldn't afford an extra set of shears. Are you nope. serious? Um. So, Jesus. after that, uh, he goes to Arkham and murders a bunch of people in Arkham. Yeah. Because, you know. And finally, Dick's like, okay, I gotta do something. So he goes to Gotham PD and is like, hey, Bruce Wayne's Batman, let me help you actually do an assault on this guy. Because otherwise, he's just gonna fucking murder you. Um, and then he fucking murders them. Oh my god. He, they plant bombs in Wayne Manor. They send a, a strike team in. Bruce kills the strike team. Bruce kills Starfire. Then uh, Dick levels Wayne Manor, which levels the Batcave. He goes into the Batcave, finds Batman under rubble, reaching out for, to Dick for help. Even though Dick has talked into like a radio, so he knows Dick is the one behind this. And then he gets really mad at Bruce for killing Starfire and breaks his neck, like stomps on his neck and breaks his neck. Um... And then Batman makes the RuneScape oof sounds. <laughs> your face is telling me you don't believe me, boy. I don't believe I pulled you. it up a couple seconds ago. <laughs> oh, I need to see this. Let's hear it. I need to hear the oof. You always wanted. Wanted me to give in to the darkness. Oh, it's Become you. Well, fuck you, Bruce. You win. Go for it. it. Okay, maybe it was in the clips I was watching. And yeah, now, then he, after he kills Bruce, he wakes up under the control of Trigon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it wasn't as odd. It was an oof. <laughs> it was more of an oh. That was still. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to give in to the darkness. So that's. That's the Bruce Wayne fight. Um, so it's not real Bruce Wayne. It's all in, like, Dick's yeah. head. Um, 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, that is the company. You're right. Um, <laughs> Love you, TJ. Yeah. Just not going where you fucking <laughs> taint liquors. Sadists. <laughs> but yeah, you want to talk about sadism? I just watched this whole season of Titans. Okay, well, that's masochism. Um, Whatever, I get them confused. <laughs> okay, so let's talk fuck Batman. We want to talk fuck Batman. I so want to talk fuck Batman. The the other thing, so the, the thing that's enamored me most about this show isn't the show itself. It's the reviews. And the people that are, are claiming this show is the best superhero show in existence. I don't know how. Like... Not when Daredevil exists. Not when Jessica Jones or Luke Cage exist. And like, not when fucking Agents of Shield exists. Not or fucking. Not when Arrow exists. Arrow or Flash. It's, for example, beyond the like they set up this universe. No, they fucking don't. When the first episode came out and the reviews of the first episode came out, everyone said, "Oh." We made fun of the fuck Batman line, yeah. but it has context in the actual scene. Let me break this scene down for y'all. So he he lands on the car. He's there yeah. for one guy. That guy's behind all those other guys in the in his car. Yeah. That no, that was mine. Oh. Um, I was just checking and they do battery. the they do the where's Batman? Where's Batman? Yeah. Oh, Robin's alone. We can take Robin. No, you fucking can't. Um, he throws down the smoke grenades. They shoot at him. He So he grabs the gun. He doesn't break the guy's neck. Fires. The trailer makes it look like he murders this man. Just wait. He fires into the air, presumably. Again, we don't see bolts connect, but like it doesn't look like he's shooting that high into the air. Then takes the chamber off the gun. You know, in that, like, I'm going to dismantle this gun so it can't be used anymore. Yeah. Grabs the handle from the guy's hand after he breaks his arm. Stabs the handle of the gun into a guy's neck. <laughs> hits another guy in the throat. Um, no, no, he doesn't hit a guy in the throat. He grabs another guy by the face, runs his face over a brick wall. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Then goes up to the guy. Uh, he downs everybody else. Goes up to the car that the guy he wants is in. Breaks the window, takes him, runs his face over the broken glass of the window. Says, if you ever touch your kid again, I'll find you. Pulls him out of the car, kicks him five times, hits him with his staff three or four times. Walks away. Beat. Fuck that man. So rather than it actually being in context to something somebody else said... It's after this brutal beatdown where he's definitely murdered at least one person in context with no other lines. He just says it to say it. <laughs> it is even worse than it is in the trailer. Yes. It's Is in the trailer, it's where's Batman? Do, 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 do. Fuck Batman. I also forgot <laughs> until watching reviews, because of how much of a slog the show is to get through, that the reason <coughs> The reason, so the show opens, you see Rachel in her house with her adoptive mom, who's a fucking, you know, super Christian, because she's trying to literally pray this demon out of her child. <laughs> Understandable. But they don't realize that. Yeah. And it's literal. Um, her stepmom gets shot in the head by this first guy that's trying to kidnap her, and she yeah. runs off and buys a ticket to Detroit. She feels the need to go to Detroit because she keeps having dreams 
that are never explained of the Flying Grayson's act, specifically the night Dick's parents die, which leads her to Dick. Now, it did, she doesn't know to go to Detroit, but she goes to Detroit, runs into Dick, immediately realizes it's Dick and goes, you're the boy from the circus. And that's it. That's all we ever hear about that. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Everything in this show is, like, super contrived. You know, like, I often, the, the thing I hate about the CW shows the most, yeah, as an avid watcher, is that they make up drama. Where, like, yes. if people would just talk, yeah. there would be no problems. This show does that with regular plot elements. <laughs> like, when... When the nuclear family shows up for the second time after Hawk and Dove... Because they, they yeah. fight Hawk and Dove, they put Dove in the hospital, and they kidnap Rachel. Um, which is how they end up meeting up with Starfire, because Starfire... It's all so convoluted, and it doesn't have to be, but... Like, they get to this motel after they've all met up so that they can plan for whoever's coming to get Rachel next. Yeah. And you get this full, like, two or three minute scene of the person, of the woman running the motel who's in her, like, 40s flirting with a 20-something Dick Grayson. And you're like, this is weird. Why is this here? Later on, after uh, Starfire and Dick fuck, because, you know, Dick fucks... Um, the show likes to remind you that Dick fucks. <laughs> they, she, Lee, Corey leaves, and Dick's like, cool, I'm fucking, not, not knowingly, I'm fucking an alien now. Yeah. Um, and then, the woman running the motel shows up at his door with a bottle of wine. To, you know, fuck Dick. And he has this awkward exchange of, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. This whole thing has been set up so that she can walk down the hall and be attacked by the nuclear family so that Dick knows they're coming. That's... We get four minutes of awkward flirting that don't need to be there. They can be spent doing anything else just so Dick knows that the nuclear family are coming. I don't... Not to mention, like I said, the whole contrivance of mess. freeing Rachel's birth mom so that she can have a, a, a family again, but she, oh, it, it totally misses the mark. And then, like, again, they only half-bake half the fucking plot because it ends with Dick being under Trigon's control. Something, something, I forget his last line, cut to black credits... Superboy scene. Superboy looks like a fucking balloon blow-up man. And it's such a mess. Wow. It's such a mess. That That's a lot. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I feel like you deserve a veteran's discount at like certain stores and restaurants. I'll take it. How long have I been going on for? Quite a while. <laughs> um, probably forty minutes. Yeah, I can go longer too. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> like I said to you, and I've said on Twitter, I I want to do like solo content on this. I encourage, I encourage that. Um, with that, I think that's all we got for you this week. Um, Travis, again, thank you for 
Braving. Putting yourself braving. through Titans season one, and uh, I mean, once season two happens, you're going. We're sending I, you back down the hole. No, I have to. Because here's the thing: they can fix this. I, I believe they can fix this. So we're going out on a high note here. Okay, we're going out on a high note. And by that, I mean scrap Titans and make a Hawk and Dove show. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I don't need the rest of it. The Hawk and Dove episodes are good. The Hawk and Dove origin episode somehow tastefully covers sexual assault. How does this show of anything do that it's like, this, tactfully? Like, I say I say tastefully, but like you leave this feeling slimy with a chill down your spine, but not in the I can't believe they just did that, but like I can't believe they just fucking did that. Yeah. Right? It's like they don't glorify, I, but they also don't like overly like almost torture porn. Yeah, like you don't see anything happen. Nothing gets explicitly said, but like it feels so fucking real. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like I need more, not more of that in particular, but more of that feeling. So give me a hawk and dove show. Yeah, and I'll gladly watch. Like give it. me competent screenwriting. Well, with that, before we leave. Uh, be sure to check out the other shows in the network. Do back discussion, our Star Wars show. Uh, don't need to listen to Gorn more. Fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> listen to Wicked Wednesday instead. If you listen to Gorn more right now, stop listening to Gorn more. Only listen to Wicked Wednesday if you need your horror fix. Uh, I'm just kidding. We love you guys at Gorn more. Uh, be sure to check out Jerk the Curtain, which is a wrestling show, and Down the Rabbit Hole, which is just tj and friends having a good old time they actually uh got to talking a little bit about uh hall of heroes because um the one gentleman on down the rabbit hole did the sfx for blade oh yeah yeah yes trigon has exited my body fuck you bruce i'm giving into the darkness now what the fuck oh, was the that darkness. i know i hate that I hate it so much. There's only certain franchises that can even use that kind of phrasing. Like, and I'm sorry, but DC Comics are not one of them. No, especially when you're talking about characters who aren't actually like using any type of like su- actively you who actively use like some type of supernatural abilities. Like Star Wars, shit, like giving into the darkness but means yeah, the dark side, yeah. which like feeds on your negative emotions and shit like, like that makes sense like you can have some Star Wars isn't grounded in reality to the point where hearing I'm giving into the darkness sounds so fucking cringy like yeah yeah you know, precisely you hear it in Star Wars and it's fine I hear a grown man say it <laughs> to his adoptive father and I'm just crushed like, under rubble as he's yeah. placing his foot on his throat <laughs> and I just want to scream yeah um but yeah check out all the shows in the network be sure to visit www.dobackdiscussion.net. Check out our tea public because there's going to be a big shirt drop. Uh, there's going to be the Never Wipe Alone shirt, a commemorative shirt for Ray Park coming to Steel City Con with Darth Maul on it, and very soon a Hall of Heroes t-shirt. So, yeah. Uh, deck yourself out in some Dubak merch and read some reviews while you're there. Stop! Come away! <laughs> yes! 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 Right at the end of the show! <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Say it again, little man. I nearly actually almost pissed myself. <laughs> like, I got scared. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Like, Mike, we'll explain close. later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
just in time now for the last stay. minute cameo. Michael, Michael, he is staying right there for Dubac. So we've gotten okay. Cookie Cop, Cookie Cop returns. Now we need Cookie Cop forever and Cookie yeah. Cop and Robin. No. <laughs> Cookie Cop and Robin. <laughs> I love it. Better show than Titans. Yeah, it would be. Uh, with that, Travis, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me ranting even more about Titans and soon about Doom Patrol <laughs> at Travis Political on Twitter. Spencer, where? Fuck! For those of you at home, we got you. For those of you at home, <laughs> Travis I'm walked, going to pee now. Travis, on his way to the bathroom, walked directly behind the Cookie Cop, who is sitting on the ground now. And as he walked past Cookie Cop, it turned stop, move away. And he jumped about eighteen feet, and I'm pretty sure he peed himself a little bit. Uh. Spencer, yeah. aside from the Twitter that you don't have, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Spence Band Cosplays. Check it out. You can look forward to the stuff we'll be posting come Steel City in a couple weeks. Uh, but until then, uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. And you guys know, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to like and follow Dubac Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure, again, to check out the website and be there or be square. Steel City Con, August 9th through the 10th, or 9th through the 11th at Monroeville Convention Center. Come visit the Dubac Discussion booth. We are going to be living like Larry. It is going to be a great time. We expect to see you guys there. He's on a roll now. You guys are hearing this, right? Oh, there's no way they're not now that he's so close. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get Me it. either. Um, anyway. Stop. Just <laughs> make it stop. This is a mistake. We were a mistake. We have, we're, we're dealing with powers we do not understand. Yeah. <laughs> Trigon is possessed. Cookie Cop confirmed. Like <laughs> and subscribe for Cookie Cop. <laughs> Cookie Cop versus Thanos with all six Infinity Stones. Um, My money's on Cookie Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, you guys can be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel. We love you all, 3000. And, and praise, so does Cookie Cop. Praise be unto Cookie Cop. Is it me against myself? I feel like someone else. Cause I can't find my way back home and I don't want to be alone. Is it me against myself? And everybody else. I can't fix this on my own
against myself I feel like someone else Cause I can't find my way back home And I don't wanna do it alone I feel like someone